You're listening to audio from Hardin Baptist Church. For more audio content or other information about our church, please visit hardenbaptist.org. Amen. You guys can be seated. As you sit down, you're going to see a piece of paper that looks like this. If you can't find it, you're sitting on it. So just uh, come up, get it. And uh, if you'd go ahead and just get that out and look at it. Um, so if everybody just kind of hold this in your hand, um, it says HBC membership. And so I just want to like clue you guys in on what this service uh, is about. Um, we want you to respond in some way uh, uh, to this card. And so there's basically three options. Number one says, as a HBC member, I recommit to membership. So if you're a current member of our church, we would love for you to just formally say, hey, I love membership, and I'm still all in. Uh, If you're not a member, then we would love for you to become a member, and we have two really easy ways to do that. There's a workshop we're going to put on, and then there's an online application uh, that you could do instead of coming to the workshop. So two different ways to join. I'm going to talk about those extensively through the service, so just track with me. And then lastly, it says, I'm not ready now, but please ask again in three to six months. So maybe you've been coming a while, and you're thinking, hey, I'm not really sure about this, but I would love to revisit it later. That's going to be a third option, or there's comments or questions you can ask at the bottom. Now, if you're a visitor with us, if you've only been here a few weeks, we just ask that you kind of listen in. Uh, We don't expect you to do anything with this piece of paper, but you've been coming for a while. We would love to just have you respond to um, this message about church membership. So before we get into like what exactly is church membership, I want to tell you about Barry and his wife, Jean. Um, Barry and Jean, uh, Barry's from California, uh, Jean's from Illinois, they met, uh, got married sort of later in life, came to faith later in life, but man, they love Jesus. And so I got to know Barry just because he's a guy that just kind of came around. He uh, got involved. They started going to Jackson Greer Sunday School class because they love church history. And then from there, um, after coming for a while, they got into a, uh, he got into a men's discipleship group. And from there, he met Dennis. And from there, got on the security team. And they become fast friends. And so he started serving at the office around our, our security and things. So he's just a guy that I've got to know really, really well. And he comes up to me and says, hey, Corey, I want to do church membership, me and my wife. And I'm like, hey, that's great. And he says, no, I want you to know this is a big deal because we've never joined a church in our lives. This will be our first church we've ever joined. And so they're in their 60s. And he says, and you could tell he's really excited about this. And I said, well, what, what made you want to join Harden? He said, well, I've been talking to Dennis for a while. And uh, man, Dennis has really been on me about joining the church. And I told him, like, why should I join? I'm in a Sunday school. I'm in a men's group. I'm coming. Like, I don't need to join the church. There's no reason to do that. I'm, I'm already in. I'm here. I'm there. And so Dennis was able to say, well, no, it's actually a big deal that you do join. Because when you join, there's an identity change. You're not just coming to Harden, you are Harden. You're not just like coming to church, you become the church at Harden Baptist. So it's a little like dating versus marriage. We'll kind of use this as, as a little bit of an analogy as we work through um, this sermon this morning. So think about dating. You know, when you date someone, you're trying to figure out, do I like this person? And then if you do, you stay with them for you're going to dinner and movies and hanging out and fall in love and all those things. But if if you stay dating, then that's different than getting married. 
Because when you get married, there's an identity change, right? The two become one flesh. Like when you're dating, you're two individuals. When you get married, now you are one flesh. There's a theology under marriage. And what we want to say this morning, there's a theology under church membership. It's you formally saying, I'm not just an individual Christian who's following Jesus. I'm also part of the bride of Christ. I'm also part of the body in church membership, it's sort of like getting married. You're saying, hey, let's covenant together. I want to move from individual to part of this body of Christ. So that's where we're going as we think about church membership. So um, if you have your Bibles, we would love to go to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. That's where we're going to be in um, for uh, some of our time this morning. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. This is a passage about gifts within the church, but it's a passage that also gives information about church membership. So if you go there, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, if you don't want to turn there, it will be on the screen um, as we think about belonging uh, today, which is church membership. Uh, If you'd stand out of reverence for the Word of God as we read our key text this morning, here's what Paul writes to a church at Corinth, a local church, a specific church. He says this, Now you are the body of Christ and individual members of it. Let's pray together. Father, I pray that you would help us to see, just like this church at Corinth had individual believers in Christ, but those individual believers, they were also part of the body of Christ. And God, I pray that you would let us celebrate it, harden the reality that, yes, There are many in this room who are individual believers in you, but they're also part of your body at Harden. And God, I pray that if some of us in here are believers in Jesus, but we haven't committed to be your body, I pray that maybe this morning we would move from dating to marriage, that we would have an identity change to say, hey, I know I'm part of the universal church, but I want to be part of the local body of Christ through membership. So I pray that you'd move in those ways. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. You guys may be seated. So here's kind of where we're going. Uh, Today, here's the goal. We want you to identify with the body of Christ by formally joining Hardin Baptist Church as we grow and go together. So that's what we want you to do. We're in this, uh, we're ending a sermon series called We Are Sent, and we've preached through Gather, Connect, Serve, Give, Go, and that's what we expect members to do as a church, but now then ask the question, okay, are you part of the we? We are sent. Well, how do you become part of the we? That's about belonging. That's about church membership. So if you're an individual, we want you to join the we. We want you to join the body of Christ as we grow and go together. So this morning, I want to answer four questions. The four questions is, what is church membership? Who can join? Why should I join? And how do I join? So those are the four questions we're going to answer uh, during our time. Now, I know that there are different people listening to this message. Um, Some of you are brand new guests. You came for the first time, you parked in our guest parking, and you came in, and now you're like, bro, you're talking about membership? Like, this is our first date, and you're already talking about marriage? I know, it's a little awkward, okay? We don't normally talk about marriage on the first date. So if that's you, just hang with us. We do not want you to sign a card and join our church. 
We actually think that'd be kind of weird if it's your first time, okay? We just want you to hang, listen, because maybe down the road in six months, you're going to say, hey, I actually like this people, and this is where I want to be my home church. Now I'm ready to join. You're going to know how to do that when the time comes. The second group is you're a member at Hardin Baptist Church. You're like, hey, I've already done this. I'm already in. Well, what we want you to do is to just become more passionate about membership, to love it, and to recommit, to check the box, say, I recommit. And we're hoping there's like 600 of you that recommit to membership because we want to celebrate that tomorrow. We're just going through just piles of like, yes, they're all in. They're still loving membership. Now, there's some of you who have no idea if you're a member or not. Yeah, that's a lot of us, right? I got a question. Um, I know this is embarrassing, but am I a member? I'm not sure. Is there a cave I can go to and like turn on a certain light? And there's certain like, you know, how do I figure out if I'm a member or not? We know that's an elusive question at Harden. And what we've done is we have set up uh, Jan and Sydney. Uh, they are in the foyer at a table with computers. And they can tell you this morning if you're a member or not. You just go and say, here's my name, my member. They'll look it up. And in one second, they'll say yes or no. So you're like, there's not a cave. It's just a computer. Yeah, so we're trying to make it easy to know if you're a member or not. So that might be a step to check so you know what to do. The third group is you're a regular attender. And you've been coming for a while. Maybe you're already in group. Maybe you're already in a discipleship group. And, and you're just like, I'm attending. I don't really know why I should join. Well, this is what this sermon is about. It's about convincing you that marriage is better than dating. That we want to, that we really don't believe God wants us to just date the church. He wants us to marry the bride. And this is about marrying the bride today, about saying, yes, I'm all in, count me down. And so we're going to have an opportunity for you to do that as a regular attender. And if you're not a believer, um, we hope that you'll be compelled by the gospel to become a believer today, to believe and trust in Jesus, because that is the first step to becoming a member of a church. You have to believe in the Lord Jesus and get baptized. So maybe that's your step at the end of service. So as we walk through these questions, as we know our audience, I'll start with question number one. What is church membership? What is church membership? Uh, Jonathan Lehman, he's with Nine Marks. He wrote a book called Church Membership. And in the book, uh, he says this, church membership is a declaration of citizenship in Christ's kingdom. It's a passport. It's an announcement made in the press room of God's kingdom. It's a declaration that a professing individual is an official, licensed, card-carrying, bona fide Jesus representative. So what's he saying there? He's saying, hey, church membership... If you're a believer in Jesus, you're walking with the Lord. Church membership is a group of people, a church and pastors saying, yeah, your testimony and baptism check out. We also believe by looking at you and looking at your life that you are a believer in Jesus. And so here's like your card. Here's your passport. Like, yes, it's a stamp of approval to say, yes, we're in agreement too that you are a believer in Jesus Christ. So that's one of the things that happens in church membership. You tell us your testimony in baptism, and then we say, oh, yep, that checks out. Hey, yes, we're all in agreement that you are a believer in good standing with the Lord. So then he goes on and say, more concretely, think about the actual definition. More concretely, church membership is a formal relationship between a local church and a Christian characterized by the church's affirmation and oversight of a Christian's discipleship and the Christian's submission to living out his or her discipleship in the care of the church. So that's what membership is. 
It is formally saying, I do. It is formally coming together and saying, hey, I'm an individual Christian, and I want to formally commit myself to this body of believers and pastors to say, I want you guys to carry me through discipleship and maturity. I want you to help me grow in the Lord and go for the Lord. And then in that formality, it's us as leaders and members saying, we got you. We're going to come alongside you. We're going to walk with you. We're going to be there for you. It's a formal way of saying, hey, I'm in. We're not dating. We're married now. There's an identity change that's happened. Now you are part of the body of Christ here at Hardin Baptist Church. So just very simply, it's formally belonging to Hardin Baptist Church to be the church. That's what membership is about. It's that formality. You're like, well, I don't like formalities. Well, marriage is a formality, but it's a pretty big deal, right? You go from dating to marriage. It's a big formality. There's theology under it, and we think the same with membership. It's not just a formality. There is theology behind it. You are becoming something. You're becoming the body of Christ in a local place to express to the world who Jesus is. So, We'll get point number one um, about what is church membership. Church membership is identifying as the body of Christ. So what church members is. It's identifying, number one, as the body of Christ. So 1 Corinthians chapter 1, you might be in 12. You don't have to turn to one. One will be up on the screen. But I want you just to hear the language Paul writes to this church that we're about to study. Here's what he says in verse 2. To the church of God that is in Corinth... So he's writing to the church of God, but it's not everybody. It's to the church of God in Corinth. There's a particular place. It has an address. Take this letter to these people and notice, to those sanctified in Christ, called to be saints, what? Together. So he's writing to a local church of saints in Corinth who are connected together. They've believed in the Lord Jesus, and now they are connected together as a local body of Christ. He's writing to them. So we're going to see in 1 Corinthians that there's the reality of we have local churches with addresses that people meet at, and we know who's in and who's out. But notice there's also this idea of a global church. Then he goes on to say, with all those who in every place call upon the name of the Lord Jesus, both their Lord and ours. So there's a local church. Hey, Corinth people who are coming to church, that's your people. But also you're part of the bride of Christ that is universal. All people everywhere who call upon the name of the Lord. So when you became a Christian... When you believed and were baptized, you were baptized into the church at large, the universal church of the Lord Jesus. But now what the Lord wants you to do is to also connect with a local expression like these Corinthians did. We're not just universally part of Jesus' body. We're locally part of this body to express that in real ways. And we're going to see that as we walk through chapter 12. So now you should be in chapter 12, uh, verse 12. He's dealing with spiritual gifts. That's the main point. But notice the subtlety of these only work with church membership. So here's what we see. For just as the body is one and has many members... And all the members of the body, though many, are one body, so it is with Christ. For in one spirit we were all baptized into one body, Jews or Greeks, slaves or free, and all were made to drink of one spirit. 
So he's talking about gifts. There's a variety of gifts, but they all belong to the same body. And then he's using the illustration of an actual human body. Like as a human body, guess what? You're one body, but you have a lot of parts. You have ears, you have a nose, you have knees, you have toes, all the body parts, right? They're all individual, but they all make up one body. And he's going to use that to the Corinthians to say, hey, this is you. Every one of you are individual followers of Jesus, but also you all belong connected to one another to form the body of Christ, locally to show it for the people around. And then notice what we see in verses 26 and 27. If one member suffers, all suffer together. If one member is honored, all rejoice together. So there's this togetherness of these members where if one is suffering, all do. If one's rejoicing, all do. That can only happen in a local expression of the body of Christ. Like if a brother and sister is suffering in China right now, I I don't know about it. I'm not affected by it because I'm not connected to them in the local body of Christ. But if one of you are hurting, it affects me. If one of you are rejoicing, it affects me. Why? Because I'm connected to you as part of your body and you're connected as part of the Lord's body. So then we see this. Now you are, notice this identity of who they are. Now you are the body of Christ and individual members of it. So Paul's writing to Christians, and he's saying, hey, you're not just a follower of Jesus. You are that. There's also been an identity change to these Corinthians who have got together, who are connected together as one body. He says, hey, here's the identity. You are part of the body of Christ and also individual members of it. So we see that, that Paul is writing to this church that's local, that has an address, that has certain people, and he's saying, guess what? All of you people are individuals. You all have different giftings and talents and stories, but all of you together form the body of Christ for the world to see. There's diversity and there's unity within the body of Christ. We see in the New Testament, most of the New Testament letters are written to churches, to the church at Ephesus, to the church at Rome, to the church at Philippi. These are specific addresses, locations with specific people in them that the letter is going to. Paul will name people in that church that he knows they're part of that church. Think about Revelation. Jesus calls out various churches and he names people and he names deeds. So it's not just a location, it's people that are gathering there. Those are the church, and he can talk about specific people. So Jesus knows who's in that church and who's not in that church. So we see in the New Testament this idea of there's a global church. We're all connected to the body of Christ globally. But then we also see we're connected to a local body of Christ. And that's how we really express our gifts, and we love one another as believers in Jesus. So number one, it's about identity. You're identifying locally as the body of Christ. Um, Secondly, church membership, it's mutually committing to members and church leaders. So by joining the church, you're committing to members and you're committing to the leaders of the church. Ephesians 5.21 says this, Submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. Submit to one another. Who's he talking about? Is he saying, hey, submit to everyone you see at Walmart today? Like when you go to the grocery, make sure you're submitting to one another in line. No, he's saying, Ephesus church, submit to one another. 
So application, harden Baptist church, submit to one another, not everybody, one another. Why? Because we are the body of Christ. So there's a submission between members. You are committing and connecting to other members in this church. And then we see leaders. He says this, obey your leaders and submit to them, for they are keeping watch over your souls as those who will have to give an account. So we see submit to members, but also we submit to leaders. And notice it says your leaders. So what's the implication? You know who your leaders are. It's not like the guy you follow on podcast or the preacher you listen to on the radio. They're not your leader. They're not responsible for your soul. It's, hey, church members, submit to your leaders, to your members. So there's a specific people who have specific leaders, and those leaders have specific responsibility. They're caring for your soul. You know, a lot of times the Bible talks about us as sheep. Sheep need shepherds. That's the idea of pastor, pastors to to shepherd, to shepherd the flock, the flock of God, the the shepherds who shepherd the flock. You know, just this morning, I'm I'm on my way to church and I pull out of my driveway and I'm passing through like our family farm that has about 80 head of cows on it. And I see some of them. And, And those are like my family's cows. I don't own them, but I'm like a helper. They're dad's cows, but I'm connected to them, obviously. And then I'm driving down the road and I pass at least three different fences with cows that other people own. And as I was driving, if I would have pulled out of my driveway and all of the cows on Redbud Road are in the middle of the road, guess what? My whole day is wrecked. I've got to stop. I've got to call mom and dad. We've got to set up perimeter. We've got to get all these cows back in because they're my cows, right? We own, like, they're, they're my responsibility. But if I'm going... And I like pass by like Sean Jones's house and his cows are out. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to call Sean. Hey, your cows are out. See you at church, buddy. Boom. That's it. Like that's all I got. I'm not even like stopping. I'm just going to call and say, hey, buddy, your cows are out. See, this, this idea of, okay, these cows belong to me. They're, I'm responsible for them. That, that's this idea of Jesus saying, hey, when you, when you submit to a church, when you become a member, the leaders there, they're saying, hey, we're going we're gonna to shepherd you. We're going to care for you. That We're going to give an account for your soul one day. And I'll just be honest. Like when something happens and we go on like our little like church leadership app and I can see your name and I can see, if it says member, there's a little bit of like, ooh, I've got responsibility. Not just me, like the pastors, the deacons, like, but there, there, is, there is responsibility. Like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk to Jesus based on how I care for you in this moment. That, that's a serious thing that, that, that we've committed. We've said, hey, we're going to go after one another. We're going to care for one another. It's like seeing the cows in my, man, okay, this, this is a big deal. And so we see this idea of we're mutually committing to one another through church membership. And we don't only see that, but we also see church membership um, is just required for church discipline. So church discipline in the New Testament can't happen apart from church membership. Just notice with me in 1 Corinthians chapter 5, uh, verses 1 and 2 says this. It's actually reported that there is sexual immorality where? What does it say? Among you, right? So among you, we're going to keep that phrase, among you, and of a kind that is not even tolerated among who? Pagans. 
So there's an among you, that's the church, pagans, non-believers. So there's two different groups. There's, there's believers in the church, and then there's those outside the church. And then he says this, for a man has his father's wife. Are you arrogant? Ought you not to rather mourn? Let him who has done this be removed from among you. So we see even in the church, they have an idea of like who's in and who's out. And those who are in, we're responsible for, those who are out, there's a different responsibility towards those. Notice with me in verse 12, it says this. For what have I to do with judging outsiders? Is it not those inside the church whom you are to judge? God judges those outside, purge the evil person from among you. So notice the idea of among you, among pagans. Notice the idea of insider and outsider. So Paul's expecting the church to know who is in the church and who's out of the church. Who's an insider and who's an outsider? And the insiders, you're responsible for. The outsiders, we'll, we'll let God deal with them. So this is only possible if there is some sort of church membership. They formally know who is in, who's one of us, and then who could be removed if they did something really crazy. Like this is kind of really crazy, right? Like if a guy has his mom, that's, that's not good. You should do something about that. But we have inside-outside, that's church membership language around even church discipline. Then we see that church membership was practiced in the early church. We see Acts uh, chapter 2, verse 47, it says, And the Lord added to their number day by day those who are being saved. So the Lord's adding to their number. Whose number? Their number. The church's number went from 120 to 3,000, then to 5,000. So as people are getting saved and baptized, they're like, okay, Tom's in. Saved, baptized, okay, Jill's in. Like they're, they're in, they've got their ear tag, they're one of us. We got to take care of them, watch over them and shepherd them and love them because now they're in, they're a member now of this local expression of the body of Christ. So what is church membership? It's that, it's you're identifying yourself as the body of Christ at a local place. And so if, you, if you're a member somewhere else and you're just like visiting here, stay a member there. Like that's amazing. But if you're looking for a church, if you're a Christian and you're not a member anywhere, we would love to say, hey, would you like to formally do that with us to be the body of Christ here at Hardin Baptist Church? So the second question I want to ask is this, who can join Hardin Baptist Church? So what's like the prerequisite to get into membership at Hardin Baptist Church? Well, you have to be a born-again Christian who's been biblically baptized. So that's, that's how you get into church membership at Harden. Um, notice Matthew 28, uh, the Great Commission, go therefore, make disciples, let's make believers of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, teach them to deserve all that I've commanded you. So go make believers and then baptize them. So if you're a follower of Jesus who's been biblically baptized, you can join our church. Now, we are a Baptist church, so that probably by name means we have opinions about baptism, right? Like, oh, you're a Baptist church. What do you think about baptism? Well, we believe in the New Testament, the Bible teaches baptism by immersion after faith in Jesus. So we practice believer baptism. So for instance, if you were like sprinkled as a kid, if you were baptized before your faith, or if you were baptized for regeneration, like my baptism was my salvation, then those we would say are not biblical baptisms. And again, people disagree. That's why they're not Baptists, but we are. So uh, we typically think, okay, believers, baptism. You profess faith in Christ. We dunk you to show you've been dead and raised with Christ. So um, that's who can join. And by the way, if you've been baptized at Hardin Baptist Church, you are a member of our church. 
That's confusing for people. They're like, I haven't joined. Were you baptized here? Yeah. Yes, you're a member of our church. That's how one of the best ways to join the church is to get baptized. That's sort of clean and easy. So if you've been baptized at our church, you're a member of our church. Welcome to the family. Nobody told you. Here you got a lot of crazy people that all you belong to and we belong to you and welcome. Um, It's all good news. So who can join? That's those. But now some of you are saying like, well, man, if I join the church, man, I would have to get baptized because I don't have a biblical baptism based on what this church believes and what I see in scripture. So I'd have to get re-baptized. And man, that could be embarrassing. And what we want to say is, we don't think you getting baptized would be embarrassing at all. We think it'd be exciting. Like, we think it would be amazing if we had to do a Lord's Supper night and we had 100 people lined up that had to get baptized. Like, that would be awesome. Like, I promise if that happens, all of the current members are going to be here. And when you do, we're going to be like... Yeah, let's go, right? If you remember, like, would you agree with that? Maybe say amen, like, yes, right? We would love that. So don't let that, um, I got baptized after my first sermon. It was very odd. I preached and then I got baptized. Yeah, it was, it was strange, but it, that was embarrassing. But you know what everybody did? They cheered. Because it's awesome when you decide, hey, I'm going to listen to Jesus and I'm going to uh, be biblically baptized. So that's how, that's who can join the church. So now why should I join? I mean, I, I get this question a lot. Why should I join? I mean, I can already do everything. I can, I can, I can you know, go to Sunday school. I can join a small group. I can, I, I'm in a ministry team. Why should I join? Well, Tom Rainer, I love this quote. He says this, church membership doesn't simply have privileges. It is a privilege. So in other words, church membership is not about perks, it's about privilege. See, when you join a lot of places, it's about perks, right? If you join the country club, you join so you can swim in the pool and play golf. That's the perk. That's why you pay the money. That's why you do the thing, right? I can't come to your pool because I'm not a member. You can because you're a member. There's perks to that. But the thing about joining our church, it's not about perks. It's primarily about privilege, It's you saying, man, I love being a part of the body of Christ, and I want to express that. It is a privilege to get to identify who Jesus has said you are, and that is part of his body. So we think it's about privilege rather than about perks. Um, Although there there are some privileges that non-members don't get. So for instance, we get to vote on things. If you're a member of the church, you get to vote on things. We think Acts 15, when uh, Peter and Paul were disagreeing, they brought it to the church. The church had to settle the matter. We believe as a Baptist church, we get to vote on things. I love when we have a church vote. Because I get like a list of church members who are like, hey, I need to join the church because I want to, jo- I want to vote on JK. I want to vote on the new high school wing. I need, to, I need to join. And every time we have a vote, there's like a flood of people who want to join the church. And that's a good thing. You get privileges um, to vote. There's other privileges um, other than voting. Um, we get family meetings. Now, we call business meetings at Harden family meetings. Because I don't want to come to a business meeting, right? That just sounds like, well, I don't want to do that. We're going to come to family meetings. And we're hoping into the future to have a regular rhythm of family meetings. Two to three a year where all the family gets together and we report to you guys. We talk about things. We deal with things. Those are going to be member-only type meetings where we're dealing with family matters. So we're going to have uh, um, a a greater frequency of family meetings you'll be invited to. When it comes to deacon care, if you're a member, um, deacons handle the physical needs of the congregation. And then pastoral care, if you're a member, man, we're going to like come and be there, make sure 
you're connected. We have a responsibility for your soul. So there's some things about member, um, just like renting building space and all sorts of uh, different things. All that is uh, free to you if you're a member. So there are some perks, but we think it's better to say, man, it's just a privilege to be a member of a, a local body of Christ. So four reasons to join. Four reasons to join. Uh, reason number one, and you're like, you have beat this horse till it's dead, but I'm going to beat it one more time, okay? Reason number one is for identity. I mean, really, I think that's like enough said. It's about identity. It's about you saying, I'm part of the body of Christ. I'm not, I'm not like John Wayne out on my own doing this Christianity thing. I'm part of the body of Christ. I don't want to be a Lone Ranger. I want to be part of the body of Christ. Here's what uh, Mark Dever says about church membership. When a person becomes a Christian, he doesn't just join a local church because it's a good habit for growing in spiritual maturity. He joins a local church because it's the expression of what Christ has made him, a member of the body of Christ. Like, like that's, that's what it's about. It's about that shift from, hey, I want to formally say, it's not just about like what I get to do or the habits or formation. It is including those things, but I mean, again, it's that dating to marriage. Like dating says, man, I like this girl. I like this guy and I enjoy hanging out with him and I want to spend some time with him. You know what marriage says? I love this person and I want to spend my life with them. And it is a transition of identity. You become two individuals who are in love to now two that have become one flesh. That is a different reality. And we think church membership is very similar. Like, hey, we're agreeing. You've been here for a while. You've been a regular tenor for a long time. We like each other. We might even love each other. And now it's saying like, hey, I want to make this, I want to commit to this. I want to put covenant underneath it. I want to say, hey, I want to join I want to go through the process of, of saying I formally want to be recognized as a member. I want to go from dating to marriage because it's an identity shift. It's saying I'm not just an individual Christian. I'm a member of the body of Christ, and I want to do my part. So it is about identity. Secondly, why should you join? It's about commitment. It's you saying I'm all in. It's a commitment factor of It's you saying, you know, I'm not just coming to church, I am the church. It's, man, I'm not committing to the to people. I'm committing to uh, the leaders. I want to be part of this bride. It's I'm committing. I'm all in. That's what your membership says uh, to us and also to you. Uh, Number three, about partnership. It's saying, I will do my part. So we've been through a series called We Are Sent, and we've talked about the expectation for members at Harden. The expectations are gather, connect, serve, give, go. So we think that's what just Christians should want to do. But if you're a member at Harden, that's what you should want to do and love to do. And so membership is saying, hey, I'm in, I'm partnering, and I want to do my part in those things. Now, you don't have to do all five of those things at the same time to be a member at Harden. Some of you are in a season of, man, I can't serve right now. I've got like a crazy situation. Hey, that's fine. Like stay connected and there'll be a season of serving. There'll be a season of connection. There'll be a season of giving. Maybe it's not right now. I can't give anything. That's fine. We're not requiring that for membership. We just think, hey, these things are what you should want to pursue as a believer in the Lord Jesus. And then lastly, it's about accountability. Um, And honestly, it's just saying, hey, I'm prone to wonder and I need someone to hold me accountable. 
Like, I'm prone to wonder. And I need you guys to be there for me. Because I'm following Jesus today, but I don't know 10 weeks from now. But you know what I need? I need you guys to be in my life. You need us. You need your people. You need the pastors. You need, the de- you need us to be in your life to make sure in 10 weeks, guess what? You're still following and loving after Jesus. So four reasons. And then now let's talk about how do I become a member. This is where it gets real practical. How do I actually become a member? Well, there's kind of like three different ways to become a member, and then we'll talk about the process. The three ways are, number one, you get baptized here. So you've believed in the Lord, you get baptized here, that means you're a member. So if you were baptized here, you're a member of Hardin Baptist Church, welcome to the family. Uh, number two, you come to this church, but you've already believed in the Lord, you've already been baptized, and now you're coming and you want to join us, well then we take you by your testimony. You meet with us and you tell us your testimony, your baptism, and then if it, as long as it checks out and like we think you know the Lord, then you now become a member of our church. The third way is through transfer of letter. And if you're not like in the Baptist world, you're like, what is this? It's a little, it's a little weird, but it, it makes good sense. So transfer of letter means you were a member at First Baptist Arkansas. Now you moved here and you want to move your membership from First Baptist Arkansas to Hardin Baptist Church. Well, you let us know that. We contact your church back home and let them know, hey, so-and-so wants to become a member at Harden, and they transfer your letter of membership there to us. And it's a way where churches can communicate to one another to say, hey, um, the sheep is not out of the pasture. The sheep has found another pasture. And so he's actually got another shepherd now. So I want you to know that so you don't have to care for them in the same way you do. We are now caring for them. So it's a transfer of letter. If you're a member of another church somewhere else, let us know that. And you're like, well, how do I, do I like get the letter and take it? We take care of all of that, okay? We have a staff that takes care of transfer of letter and all those things. So you don't have to know anything, but just let us know and what your other church was and we'll take care of all the rest. So that's the three different ways that you would become a member. Now, what's our actual process? Like if you come to me and say, hey, I want to become a member, here's the normal process. You listen to our membership series so that you know what you're getting into. Then we meet together. You meet with a pastor and we go over, have you been baptized? Do you need to transfer a letter? Like, how do you need to join? And then after that, we do a new member gathering. So that's kind of the normal way. We are going to offer a flexible way to join the church during the month of February. We're calling it the February Flex. Okay, so we're trying to make it super easy for you to join the church during February so you don't have to spend an hour and a half with me. Um, So you could just like do it a little bit easier way. Okay, so here's what the February flex looks like. And that is what this card is uh, is all about. So the February flex, there's actually two ways that you can join the church. Okay, so you see the two ways. Number one is attend a membership workshop on February 18th. We think this is a great option for anyone that's sort of new to Harden, that doesn't really know us. We haven't really got to know you. We're going to have the foyer with refreshments. All of our staff are going to be here. You'll meet us. We'll hang out. It'll be a fun environment. And then you will have a conversation with one of our leaders. You'll tell them your testimony, your baptism. You'll answer what is the gospel. And then from there, uh, we will do whatever is necessary to get you um, on the team, to get you in uh, on membership. So it'll be a way that we can capture a lot of people. Now, it's a two-hour window. It doesn't take two hours. 
We're expecting your time there to be 15, 20 minutes. Come in, uh, get to know people, meet, have the conversation, and then know what you need to do next. So we think it's a really good option for anyone kind of new to Harden. Now, if you've been to Harden for like a year to like 90 years, and you're like, man, I've been here forever, and I, I don't want, you know me, and I know you, and you know my testimony, you've been, how, how can I just like formally join? I know I should have done this a long time ago. How can I just do it in sort of a simplistic way? We think a good option for you is to do an online application. So the online application, you would just answer those same questions. What is your testimony? Um, tell us about your baptism. And then what is the gospel? So actually, if you go, if you check apply online, we would actually like you to go online after that and apply. So you can do the QR code uh, and it will take you to our landing page where here's the two options. If you click apply online at the bottom, it will take you to a Google form where you have those three questions to answer along with like name and stuff like that. But these are the main questions. What's your testimony? How, when were you baptized? And then uh, briefly answer, what is the gospel? So, and that's what we'll do at the workshop. That's what we're doing the thing. So, so for me, if I'm like, okay, I've got this Google form. Like, what do, I, what do I put there? We want like short and sweet, just so we know that you know Jesus, okay? So for me, I might put down uh, middle school and high school, man, motocross was like my God and treasure. And then that dream was taken away and I had a year of, Really, no God, no treasure. So I just tried everything the world had to offer. And then um, my freshman year of college, I found Jesus to be my true treasure. I realized that he died for my sins. He rose again. I believed in him and he became my treasure. And now I'm living for him uh, for the rest of my life. So that's like my short version paragraph for my testimony. And then baptism. Well, uh, nine months later, I realized I had got saved and during my first sermon, I had my dad come and baptize me at the response. Like nobody's responding, so I'm like, I'll just, get, I'll just do it. I'll get baptized. Um, so I have a little bit of a weird baptism, but you would just tell your story of baptism, where it was at and how it happened. And then, um, then you would answer, what is the gospel? So just very easily, like how does God make sinners right with himself? So I would answer that Jesus died in my place. For my sins, he rose on the third day to reconcile me back to God, and he's coming back to bring in a new kingdom. So it's like a real simple two-sentence, what is the gospel? So you just fill out that. We've already had a bunch of people do it, and it's been awesome. The response has been great. That will go to us as leaders. We will read that. We will check it out, and then we'll call you, text you, email you about any more information we need, or we'll just say, hey, this is awesome. Welcome to the family. Or, hey, you haven't been baptized yet. Let's schedule that out. So it's a real easy way for you to start the process of membership and maybe even complete it all in a really simple five to 10 minutes. But it's for those of you who have been around for a while, we know you, you know us, you're sort of deeply connected already and you're like, yeah, I just haven't done that thing. We're giving you a really easy way to do that thing. Like February flex. Once February's up, you got to meet with me for an hour and a half. So if you want that, <laughs> just wait. But if you want the, the easier option, like here it is. The easier option, it's a little bit less uh, invasive. But this is your response. And so I told you, the whole service is about trying to get you to respond to this piece of paper. It's awesome first service. There's just like a whole stack, like hundreds of them. So um, again, if you're a visitor, if you're new, this was an awkward first date. We do apologize. Come back next week and we're going to do Genesis and we're not going to have you fill out anything, okay? So come back. We'll get into just Genesis. It's going to be awesome. Invite your friends. But here's what we want you, if you're a member of our church, 
We would love for you during this time to check, hey, I'm a member and I'm still, and I love it, and I want to become a member. Do that by checking the box. We're going to celebrate these on Monday when we just read through these, and man, we're so excited. And guess what? If you're not a member, we'll let you know, like, hey, actually, you're not. Fill this out. Um, if you don't know if you're a member or not, go to the foyer. Uh, Sydney and Jan are there waiting for you. In two seconds, they can tell you if you're a member or not, and then you can start the process. If you're an attender, you've been here for a while, you're like, hey, I love you guys and y'all love me. Let, let's get married. Well, this, this is our chance. Uh, check either come to the gathering or, or uh, do the online form. And that'll be great ways to start the process of membership. And we're hoping, I mean, honestly, we're hoping to get hundreds of people to become members in the month of February. So we're going to celebrate all that God has done as people are buying into this idea of we are sent. Like we really are. We want to gather, connect, serve, give, go, because God has a mission for us. I'm going to ask Matt to come, and uh, he's going to play a response, song, a response song because we have four minutes before it's announcement time. And that four minutes has been designed for you. And so as Matt plays, we want you just to look at that sheet and think about how you might respond. Matt, that's you. Matt, calling Matt. Y'all don't want me to sing. That's going to be awkward. Uh, you're like, I ain't filling this out. That guy cannot sing. There he is. Hello. I was going to do it, but uh, we thought I might get church discipline on me if I did that. So this is your time. You have the sheet, uh, and just prayfully think about how the Lord might have you respond. Hey, that third option is I'm not quite ready, check back with me. That's a great option if you're not sure. Would love to check back with you in three to six months. Hey, how, how's it going? If you just want to write us a comment on the bottom, if you're new, brand new, not a believer yet, we don't expect you to do anything. But uh, if you're in one of those other categories, we would love to at least have you take some step towards membership. So I'm going to pray, and then uh, you guys move. Hey, and as you leave, uh, the basket's on your way out. Just put your card in that. If you don't have a pen, there's pens at the tables, so you can sign under that. You can go to the information booth and turn it in there. There's tons of ways to turn it in. Uh, let me pray for you guys. Father, we love you. Father, I just pray that, that because of your spirit and because of your word, people move. Not that we've twisted arms, not that we've gave a good appeal, but because they're convinced of the theological importance of church membership. And I pray that we'd move from dating to marriage today. Uh, so Father, we pray that people would respond how you would have them. We pray this in Christ's name, amen. You're listening to audio from Hardin Baptist Church. For more audio content or other information about our church, please visit hardinbaptist.org.